Breakfast with Marcus Paul. Call Marcus now, 13 12 69. All right, welcome back to the program. I've been looking forward to this chat uh, for days now. At seven minutes after eight, let's talk about political donations with Michael West from Michael West Media. Michael, hello, mate. Happy New Year to you. You too, Marcus. Just want to start our conversation with this. Um, you and I quite often go against the grain of mainstream media. There's a note here, and this is uh, this is very typical of the emails I get day in, day out. Hi, Marcus. It seems to me your program is an advertisement for the ALP. They want to be in power any. They won't be in power anytime soon. P.S. How's the ratings? Kindest regards, Stuart. Now. First and foremost, I'd say to Stuart, we don't care about the ratings. We don't take part in this silly, outdated, antiquated system. But in any case, the program is broadcast across all of New South Wales, not just Sydney. By the way, perhaps our opposition down the road could be called something similar, that is, an ad for the LNP. So what's the difference? I mean, Labor will one day regain government, and this will ensure that I maybe have a relationship with the Prime Minister to keep them accountable. The PM... And the New South Wales Premier refused to come on my program. So by, you know, speaking to people like you and uh, opposition members and perhaps fringe parties, that's the only way that I can keep them accountable. Because I would love to have Gladys Berejiklian on or the Prime Minister Scott Morrison and look at them, you know, look them dead in the eye if they would bother coming into the studio and ask them some of these hard questions about robo-debt, about political scandals, about why the Premier is still in office, for goodness sake following her, you know, recent ICAC scandal, etc. It's difficult, Michael, it really is. Absolutely, yeah, Marcus, but there's not a lot of glory in this, in these, uh, in these uh, donations. The political donations, there's not much glory in those for Labor because uh, they're, they're peas in a pod when it comes to accepting money from billionaires and large corporations, that is the Liberal Party and the Labor Party. So it's once a year that we get this data dump just once a year. Yeah. And uh, it gets fairly much ignored. It doesn't show the whole picture anyway. And yesterday, mm-hmm. Scott Morrison had timed a National Press Club lunch. Yep. So all the Canberra journalists uh, were all sipping Cabernet Sauvignon uh, <laughs> uh, while, the, uh, while we were trawling through the, the donations figures and listening to Scott talk about how marvellous things were. This is a real worry for Australia because the rising power of corporations over democracy is shown in these figures year after year. Yep. Um, it tripled in Australia between 2016 and 2019 elections, the amount of money donated. And when they call them donations, Marcus, I, I don't really agree with that term. For the first time, we decided to call them bribes. Well, I because agree. Because donation is something you give to the Sick Children's Fund uh, because you're donating from your heart to help somebody else. A bribe is something you give wanting something in return or expecting something in return or protection money so that some law doesn't change which uh, might not benefit your financial interests. So I think they're bribes. Um, they need to be banned at some point because they're getting so ubiquitous and so toxic they're just polluting our democracy. All right, well, let's have a look at the story here. Uh, some great work done by not only yourself, but your journos, Stephanie Tran, Callum Foots, and Luke Stacey. Total political donations for 2020, $168 million, way down on the $434 million in the previous year, 2018-19. The Libs 
edged out Labor as the top recipient. Total donations for the Liberal Party, $57 million, Labor 55, the Nationals 12.4. Who on earth would want to, but somebody's donated to Clive Palmer. The Greens got 7.2, One Nation 5.8. Who are the biggest donors or bribers of our politicians, Michael? Well, Clive Palmer, as you know, he gave himself that ten million dollars. He gave his own party, so he is the biggest, <laughs> and it was to himself. Now, how this can be regarded as a tax deductible donation <laughs> is anybody's guess. But only in Australia, only in Australian politics. Although, <laughs> although, didn't one Donald Trump uh, contribute to his own political party? I'm sure he did. Obviously. Well, Malcolm Turnbull did, in fact. He, he, he gave a lot of money to the Liberal Party um, in around about 2015 when he became PM. All so right. it's not unprecedented, but Clive, it's locked down on the year before, but Clive is giving a lot of money to himself and not, and he doesn't get a lot of votes for the no. Clive Palmer United Party. Not a good investment. Um, but the figures being down is illusory in a sense, Marcus, because this isn't an election year and... What happens typically is they tend to really bulk up uh, in non-election years. And what happens also is that there are all these conduits, these sort of shadowy foundations like Labor Holdings, the Greenfield Foundation, Cormac Foundation, which are essentially laundries for money coming from other places that go through these conduits into the political parties. And so that's another thing that's going on. So they would be warehousing that money, if we assume uh, that there may be an election this year, we yep. say it'd be a very big year for, for donations this year as, as all the corporations target what they want and go and say, look, I want this, here's your $100,000. All right, well, the Pokies lobby. Australian Hotels Association paid Labor $185,000-odd, Libs six point, uh, well, 6300 dollars and the Nationals... 40,000. Only 95 gram was declared as donations on AEC detailed receipts. The rest of the donations were retrieved from the Australian Hotels Association's original return. I mean, so we got the pokies lobby, but then, of course, we also have fossil fuel. Chevron, a company that pays no tax here in Australia on its humongous multi-billion dollar income, but managed to find $92,000 to donate to the Nationals, Labor and the WA Libs to keep its heavily carbon-emitting WA operations in the good books. That's right. Well, this is the protection money, really. The, the, the fossil fuels uh, is growing as a percentage of of the total, mm. because fossil fuels, of course, face a very uncertain future. Uh, well, particularly brown, uh, particularly uh, thermal coal, but gas as well. Gas is almost as emitting as that. So they know the gas people. Yeah. They know that it's not lasting forever. Their party, in fact, they've had a very bad couple of years as it is. If you're an investor in gas shares, you would have done lost half your money. But um, basically, what we try to show here with some of this stuff is that you can't see it all. You can only see a, a, a fraction of the stuff going in here, and that's why they call a lot of the receipts other receipts rather than donations. There's sure. all sorts of flaws in the system. Mm. But just on the fossil fuels, because this is a main one, we've got Woodside, Santos, Rio Tinto, Peabody Energy, BHP, in previous years, Origin, etc., and Shell and so on. These companies are, are huge donors, and you can see gas probably is the biggest sector of all. I haven't actually looked at the sector by sector. Yeah. Uh, just yet, but it would probably be the biggest because uh, they do face 
an uncertain future uh, because at the moment it's cheaper to produce renewable energy. Well, for now, probably for good, it's a lot cheaper to produce renewable energy, new renewable energy, than fossil fuel energy. This is the problem. And this is why renewable energy is taking off because it's cheaper to produce and it's clean. And so these guys know that. And so they are doing their darndest at the moment to really, you know, and, and we can see it from the government with its gas fire transition, you know, its COVID commission, which says, oh, we're really going to invest in new gas plants. Yeah. Uh, in order to, um, you know, secure Australia's energy future. But the problem, of course, is gas is expensive. Uh, so um, they, these guys are, are therefore very big donors. They need to get as much out of the taxpayers and governments and policy uh, as they can while um, they've still got a product to sell. Now, in your piece as well, billionaires are also amongst Australia's biggest donors. Anthony Pratt has donated $1.3 million to the Liberals, $250, a quarter of a million dollars to the Nats. There are others. Kerry Stokes, uh, he's given two hundred and sixteen grand to Labor. And on it goes, Gina Reinhart, uh, the Roberts family and others. Yes, so... The billionaires, uh, or a lot of them, are significant donors, and we picked yeah. out a few of them here. Uh, it's interesting with Anthony Pratt. He's probably the biggest donor in Australia. Uh, the cardboard box king, uh, who's Vizzy Industries and Pratt Holdings. Um, yeah, so 1.3 million, 1.5 million to the Nats and mm. the Libs. Um, now, you look at this, and of course we can't make this direct accusation, but it, it's not a good look that Anthony Pratt was on a taxpayer-funded trip with Scott Morrison to visit Donald Trump uh, a year or so ago uh, and to set up operations in the US or another operation in the US, which we're not quite sure about the subsidy on that. But about a week ago, we uh, revealed a story here by Liz Minter, who who found that there was a bushfire recovery fund. And this is for rebuilding, you know, broken townships infrastructure Mm -hmm. after last year's bushfires. Uh, And we found that um, the um, Pratt-associated sort of companies got two grants of $10 million (laughs) each from the government from this bushfire recovery fund. Now, we, we, we could never quite piece together what that what his factories had to do with bushfire recovery funds. Perhaps there is a, a strong link. I'm not saying there isn't. Uh, but in any case, it would not hurt uh, to have donated a million dollars uh, to the people running the country and then then getting $20 million back for the people running the country. And we see this time and time again with yep. the billionaires. We see with Dick Honan's Manildra Group, you know, ethanol and fuel, that's... He's the big beneficiary from that. He's always been a huge donor, particularly to the Libs. Um, uh, Kerry Stokes Labor more, but it depends on what state things they're trying to get going. Depends at the moment. There's a Labor government in um, WA, for instance, Mark. Yes. And so you know, there's a bit of money there from Kerry to the WA Libs. I think Gina Reinhart not as big as usual, quite small by her um, things. The there's a bunch of other billionaires, and of course sure. they enjoy a special exemption, a lot of these people that nobody else enjoys. They've got this thing called the grandfathering exemption, which means they don't have to, if you're part of a special group of 1,000 companies, you don't have to produce financial statements. No, in other words, you don't pay tax. A lot of it, anyway. Well, there's no direct correlation, but there's a reason that you don't want anybody seeing you. Uh, I'll say it, mate. I'll say it. Don't worry. (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, they, uh, everybody minimises their tax. We know the old saying from Kerry Packer, you're mad if you don't. But ultimately, a lot of these political donors, I would be very interested to know exactly what sort of return they are providing the Australian taxpayer for you know us allowing them effectively to do business in our country. Uh, a lot of them don't pay much tax at all. Very minimal. Well, in some cases, zero. Well, Pratt, in, in some years, his companies pay zero. In some years, zero. We're talking on billions of income, so it's a relative thing. Yeah. And there are years where they'll make bona fide losses because that's business. But, yeah, you, generally, Kerry Stokes is not a bad taxpayer to give Kerry Stokes his job. Mm. Uh, and some of these guys aren't. Keir Nielsen's on this list. Judith and Keir Nielsen, the, the people that... These sort of financial services billionaires behind platinum asset management, and they are the biggest taxpayers in the country. All right, there you so go. It's not it's not a hard and fast sure. list, but it is a it's a fair bet that they're hiding something, and you've got to ask why are they on this list? Michael, it's wonderful having you on the program. Let's uh, not wait too long before we speak again. I, as you know, I follow and enjoy your work, and quite often we use it on this program for content. I think it's important that as many people as possible uh, check out your work and the independent journalists that you have working for Michael West Media. Uh, it's great to get some unbiased and, uh, I guess, non-agended reporting uh, you know, outside of the mainstream because, unfortunately, a lot of us continually are led astray by some of the very biased and very agended reporting across mainstream media. And, Michael, it's great to have you on, mate. Oh, thanks for having me on, Marcus. Have a great day.